Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 271 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar out in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Well, the Ottawa Senators have reached double-digit wins. They now sit at 10, 20, and 1, but guess what? Six of those 10 wins come against Montreal and now Toronto. Well, that just means they count for twice as much. Ah, maybe not, but what a game. 4-3, the final score, but the Senators were in control of this one. How many times have we talked about the Sens letting in goals in quick succession? Well, tonight, they scored the two fastest goals in franchise history, second after Pajot and Nemestikov went back-to-back early in last season. Full breakdown of the game. Joey Dax gets his first NHL win, and the Leafs still suck. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, March 15th, and Pilsy, Joey Decord, his first National Hockey League win, and it came in style. I'm not only talking about the best setup, reverse retro jersey in the National Hockey League, but man, front to back, he gets nailed. First shift of the game, bounced back and made a few huge saves for the Sens to get a 4-3 victory. Oh, yeah. Amazing game for Joey Decord to get his first NHL win. And, hey, as a backup goalie, and Joey said, you got to be ready at all times. Matt Murray goes down in warm-ups with an injury. Joey Decord gets told he has the start, and he looks so good with the reverse retro jerseys matching his kit. And when you look good, you play good. And the Leafs could not say either of those things tonight. No, especially Michael Hutchinson. Two goals against on the first three shots he faced. And look good, feel good, play good. Look bad, feel bad, play like Michael Hutchinson. Those Velcro numbers on the Leafs St. Paddy's jerseys are awful. And those were some stinkers he let in. No disrespect to Brady Kachuk, who hates the Leafs just as much as you do listening to this show. And we love him for that. But Ryan Dezingle, not even 10 seconds later. It was seven seconds after Brady opened the scoring. It's the second quickest goals back-to-back in franchise history after Nemesnikov and Pajot went back-to-back in four seconds against the Carolina Hurricanes just last year, funny enough. But that set the tone, and then, man, oh, man, did we see the highlight of the year with Tim Stutzla backhand drag, saucing it through three sticks right on the tape of Drake Batherson. Yeah, that was an incredible pass by Tim Stutzla. But I don't want to uh, rush ahead to all these goals as quick as the Sens did. Let's go back to that first goal. Brady Kachuk, and you guys know I love talking about assists with the goals. How about Brady Kachuk getting pretty much his own assist on his own goal? Gets the turnover. That was a poor play by Travis Boyd, trying to drop pass it to Spezza in his own zone. Not when Brady Kachuk's on the ice, that's for sure. He scoops it up. 
chips it off the boards, goes around his man, and then goes right to the net as Brady does. And then that Sally was just so good. Like, you know you're feeling it when that's how you're selling in front of your biggest rivals. And yeah, you said it. Ryan Dezingle, seven seconds later, passes the puck through Michael Hutchison's legs. That's got to be one of the weakest shots I've ever seen. But when you know you've got a full uh, area in the five hole to go for, you don't have to shoot it that hard. You just slide it right in. And that's what Dezingle did. He's been hot as his second go around as an Ottawa Senator lately. Yeah, Michael Hutchinson, not a great effort for him. I said how terrible the kit looked. Well, I mean, he catches the wrong way, so what do you expect? But Freddie Anderson came in, made 11 saves in the rest of that first period. Before we move on from the Senators' second goal, Clark Bishop drawing an assist, and that's a well-earned assist. Maybe he didn't do a whole lot on that play, but he's using his legs and playing as a solid fourth liner. So I've liked uh, what I've seen in two games of Clark Bishop's NHL well, I was going to say NHL career with Ottawa. He got a few cups of coffee with Carolina previously, but Ottawa ends up leaving the first period up to one Zach Hyman scoring for the Leafs, his first of two goals on the night. But Brady Kachuk had the goal scoring lead on this team with his 11th of the year until Drake Batherson goes back to back his 10th and 11th. But I mentioned that backhand sauce. You have to take us through that goal Pillsy, because Drake Batherson said it himself at intermission. He didn't even want to celebrate because the assist was that nice. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm going to talk about the assist on this one. And Tim Stutzla does all of this. Like, everyone is so glued in on him, and that's what you want. You need a superstar that people, three players, are going to be puck-watching him because they have no idea what's, what he's going to do. He does a nice fake shot. The entire arena, everyone uh, playing there, everyone watching at home, thought he was going to shoot that. He goes to his backhand, and then backhand sauce over multiple sticks in the, in the crease. And Drake Batherson is wide open. That's one of the easiest goals you'll ever get. And the chef's kiss on the bench is perfect because that is exactly how you want that platter served up. And Drake, he's, he serves that dish hot and he stays hot because he wants to get another goal on this. One goal, not good enough for Drake. Yeah, it was a power play goal too, which the Sens have been itching to get more work with the man advantage. Toronto's PK, just awful recently, but that's besides the point. Wasn't quite seven seconds, but Pillsy, they did not have to wait long. 53 seconds after Drake gets his 10th, he gets his 11th. Take us through that beauty to go up 4-1 at that point. Well, once again, the Leafs can't clear the puck. It's Zach Bogosian. He's trying to clear it. Can't. The Sens recover the puck, and Batherson right where you should be in front of the net. He gets the rebound and slings a top right corner to make it 4-1 for the Sens. And Ross, I think Drake Batherson's just toying with you now with these two-goal games. He's oh, man. not quite going to get to three goals. But I hope you're still doing your uh, Drake point bet on betonline.ag because you'd still be cashing in nice this season if you're doing the points not three goals yeah well i mentioned a couple weeks ago i said i'd retired from the three plus points i've still been sprinkling a little bit at betonline.ag but i've more so been hammering the plus 400 at two plus points and he's been feasting i believe he's done it four times over this last 10 games. So, man, Drake is just a great player, especially when he's confident. Something we haven't mentioned on this show, but it has been important, especially on the beauty pass from Stutzla, is they've switched Batherson and Stutzla on the power play, so they're both on their strong side. And that just opens up 
so many options. You saw it before the, the nice deke by Stutzla. They were working back and forth. First he went up top, then he went down low. And it's so much easier for him to receive passes with his stick going towards the middle of the ice. So what a, a little but very important decision that uh, the coaching staff made. Some would say a little bit too late. You see the power plays across the league. You have that one-timer set up on both sides, but better late than never. That was a huge performance from Drake Batherson, Tim Stutzel. We'll get to all of our Send Central standouts, but we'd be remiss not to recap the whole game. And this one was iffy. Goalie interference, making it stay at 4-1. Thank God, because otherwise it would have been tied going in to overtime. Now, let's go through that goal. It was kind of a play, you know, uh, Gabranson shoving back and forth. For me, that's goalie interference all day. How'd you see it? Yeah, that was goalie interference mainly because Joey Decord was not granted the opportunity to slide over and make that save in his crease, which is, which, I mean, hey, as soon as you think you understand goaltending interference, you don't. They call it differently. So I understood that as being goaltender interference, but it was called a goal on the ice. So I was a little bit nervous there, but that's the right play. Like Engvall, he doesn't like what he does isn't wrong but you gotta get out of the way in the crease you can't just be standing there as dead weight blocking Joey Decord's chance to slide over and make that save because if he's not there I think Joey has a good chance of stopping that puck so that's the right play but also what a gamble by DJ Smith right now it's 4-2 because the goal did count on the ice so it's 4-2 he challenges the play let's say it doesn't get overturned now it's 4-2 and the Leafs are on a power play what if they make it 4-3 right there that's a monumental TSN turning point so DJ Smith he took a risk there and apparently it was the goaltending coach Pierre Gru who suggested to call that for goaltender interference so nice play by, by the video crew for the Ottawa Senators and that's a crucial part of them winning this game it takes everyone Ross to win a game Pierre hashtag goalie friendly grew, you could say. Um, now Toronto brought it in the third period, out shooting Ottawa 15 to four. They brought it to within a one goal game with two minutes left, plenty of time. They actually pulled the goalie with six and a half minutes left going the Patrick Waugh method there. And oh my God, if they had tied this up, Brady Kachuk would be having nightmares. How did he miss that wide open net? He was inside the blue line. Yeah, I don't know. Brady Kachuk usually scores those with a goalie and two defensemen draped on him when he's that close. So for him to miss an empty netter there was tough. And I was just, I thought those are always the chances when you miss a wide open net to ice the game that the other team comes back and ties it. So I was pretty nervous, not going to lie. But yeah, crazy move by Sheldon Keefe uh, pulling the goalie six and a half minutes. But you know what? I like it. Like, why not? You're down three goals. You know you have the offensive firepower to really get things going. And it almost paid off. It was almost a genius move. Not quite. Nice try. Sheldon Keefe, a loss to the Ottawa Senators. Look out for your job, buddy. That could be <laughs> hot seat for sure. One win in the last six games for these Stanley Cup contenders. More like frauds. They have four wins in their last 14 games in Ottawa. How about that? for some Battle of Ontario dominance from the boys wearing red tonight. It was nice to see them wearing red at home. You know, don't get me wrong. The black 2D jersey is top three in the NHL, but there's something about wearing red. Rev up the red from back in the day, right? So, you know what? Stick taps are in order for Joey Decord. First and foremost, 33 saves on the night. I mentioned off the top, he got hit hard 
on the first shift. So to bounce that, shake it off, because remember against Edmonton in the last time he played, it was just last game actually, wow. Um, he, he let in the sixth goal and he got hit hard there too. So he's taking contact. He's showing that he is a fourth line grinder mentality. And he even said after the game, he was looking to go for the empty net. We know his stick handling prowess playing like a third defenseman back there. Tons more standouts before that. Let's tell you about one of our favorite sponsors. All right, Pilsy, Joey Decord, an absolute no brainer. First star send central standout. But there were plenty more performances to highlight. I'm going to start with Austin Watson. He didn't make our list at Send Central, but everyone writing him in, and for good reason. Not only the fight, like you're up 2 nothing. Maybe you don't take that fight usually. But that aside, there might not be a penalty killer that enjoys blocking shots more than Austin Watson. This guy lays it on the line every single night. He had three hits, two block shots. And what I'm noticing is that some guys, when they play more, they're out of their comfort zone. Austin Watson has seen his average time on ice climb each and every game this season, and he just earns all the stick taps to me, man, for me, because I think he's just a hell of a fourth-line player. Yep, Austin Watson, another great game. And I feel like he's one of those guys, uh, I feel like this is more of a football guy move, but like he wants to get hit by a puck or get hit by <laughs> someone, and then he's in his own, you know? Like it's yep. almost like he's willing just to get that first – little bit of contact and now he's in the game and that's exactly what happened and how about another Austin Watson fight and one that he actually wins this time and that was a good one because Zach Bogosian was trying to play big bully boy oh I'm a big tough guy that the Leafs acquired I'll, I'll handle this uh, that didn't look so good for you there and the result was clear as you guys lost that game too so tough one there so I'm going my Sen Central standout it's Brady Kachuk Anytime you can make a play like he did for that goal where you pretty much, it was turning nothing into something. Like the Leafs were ready to transition that puck out of the zone. It's basically the Mark Stone story. Steal, snipe, Sally. And that's what Brady Kachuk did. Getting some remnants of his landlord's luck uh, living in that house still with the boys. You gotta love that. But like, this is just a classic Brady Kachuk stat line, Ross. One goal, one assist, six shots on net, four hits, one block shot, 22 minutes time on ice. The next closest forward was Connor Brown with 19. That's almost three whole minutes more that Brady Kachuk played. This guy is an absolute animal. He is so much fun to watch. Captain shit, as Laleem's Martian would say. We got to give stick taps to Schmatzi too. Drake Batherson, the two goals. He now has a tie with Brady Kachuk for the team lead. He is just everything you want. And we've already gushed over him earlier in the show because he was such a big part of the game recap itself. So Drake Batherson, some serious stick taps. He played over 15 minutes as well. Very similar time on ice. Of course, it's his line mate to Timmy Superstar. Like, this guy is just growing game in, game out. He will improve defensively. He will eventually shift over to center. But right now, you are just seeing an electric 19-year-old. Reminder, the youngest player right now in the National Hockey League. Yeah, well, he's making passes like he's been in this league for decades. Like, that is just incredible. And I love it when the rest of the league starts to take notice. Like, I feel like nonsense fans were retweeting that gif of Stutzla's pass and being like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, tune in to see that all the time from Timmy Stutzla. And an honorable mention for me, Ross, he didn't have any points and really I didn't think factored too much into the game. But how about Thomas Shabbat racking up 29 minutes and 48 seconds of ice time up against the Leafs? Like, that's, that's, a he that's some heavy duty. And now you're going into a back-to-back. -back. 
he's going to have to play tomorrow night up against the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll see how his ice time is managed moving forward here. A lot of people writing in Christian Willannon. He had an assist, which was nice to see. Hopefully he can get that swagger number up, but still playing a, a low among Sens defensemen, only 11 minutes and 24 seconds. On the other end of it, Nikita Zaitsev have five giveaways dashed to. He was running around in his own zone quite often. So that's something to be careful with going forward. So all in all, a fantastic effort from the Ottawa Senators. By the way, Colin White did play. He was uh, he missed last game. So great to see him back in the lineup. Although, again, probably not his best effort. However, you know what? Based on how that injury looked initially, it's just awesome to see him back out there. Awesome to be on home ice too, Pilsy. Six and six now, a 500 team on home ice. What's the difference between how they play on the road at home? Because it is such a noticeable change of how they're able to dictate the pace of play. Yeah, it's tough to say, especially with no crowds, right? The home ice advantage is a little bit. Well, there was a crowd tonight, Pilsy. Yeah, definitely. The Sen Sickos were uh, were in the stadium tonight. That was great to see and all the cardboard cutouts. A nice fun thing the Sens are doing. But um, I don't know. Like, I guess it's just being comfortable. You know, you're in your you're in your arena. You got your locker room. You got your normal commute. You're probably staying at home. Like, I think it's just the comfort level. And, you know, you want to turn up when you're at home. You don't want to get embarrassed by the least when you're at home, especially after an embarrassing trip to Edmonton. Like, that can't happen in your own barn. So that, I got a lot of respect for that. And there was a lot of guys that stepped up tonight and really showed some pride for this team. So tonight, the win against the Leafs, 4-3 the final score, and it's the first of a six-game homestand. Right now, 15 of the remaining 25 games are at home, three left against Toronto. They're all single games, which is interesting because it's been a season full of mini-series. But, hey, you started off on the right note. I mentioned now 500 at home. Up next, the Vancouver Canucks. They haven't had much success against Vancouver. It's funny when you look at it in terms of head-to-head results. If you just take Ottawa's games against Edmonton, Vancouver, and against Winnipeg, they are 1-13. and 13. One win and friggin' 13 losses. But against I don't want to know team, the goal differential. Oh, no, my no. God. I will, I will spare you that. If anyone wants to know, look it up yourself. It's not pretty. I'll say that. Ottawa 0-3 against Vancouver, though, and they have a chance to improve that. We're going to preview that game coming up right after we tell you about another one of our favorite sponsors. It's Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors as well. So you'll never get bored of the same old, same old like most protein bars. Built Bar has eight chocolate and nut-free flavors. Eight come with chocolate and nut flavors. But what I can tell you as well is all of Built Bar's amazing flavors come 100% covered in real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bars are what we call a nutritional grand slam. They're low in calories, low in sugar, but they're high in everything you need lots of for a healthy diet. High protein, high fiber. That's the nutritional grand slam. Now Pilsy had to go run and do something, so I'm going to take care of Pilsy's Pick of the day, and it's my favorite. I'm a sucker for peanut butter, so the peanut butter brownie flavor really gets me going. 20 grams of protein, only 170 calories. Well, 
really staying low in sugar, which is crazy because they are so sweet. All Built Bars are unreal. You just have to go see it for yourself. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, right now, and use the promo code LOCKEDON20. New promo code alert. No longer locked on. So ignore that. Add 20. 2-0 at the end. Promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off, funny enough, your first order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your first order. We bet you'll love Built Bar. We wish we could bet on it, but if we do wager, and that, that we do for sports, we go to bet online. The NHL is coming down the stretch. Teams know what they are. How about the Carolina Hurricanes? Funny enough, they are just humming along. You've made some money if you've been betting on them. And with the Ottawa Senators back at home, what better time than now to wager on the Ottawa Senators? They are now 500 at home, but they've been an underdog in every single one of those games so take advantage of that while you still can at betonline.ag here's the beauty because you're a listener to locked on senators podcast you get a 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit at bet online that's because bet online is the exclusive wagering partner of the locked on podcast network and it's the one place we trust when it comes to our wagering so you go to betonline.ag any browser any any iOS device, sign up today. It's a free account. And then when you put in your first deposit with Bet Online, use the promo code locked on and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. And when you do, don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online. Your online sportsbook expert. All right, Pilsy. It's another Ottawa Senators game day. You love to keep it rolling after a win. And we should mention we are recording right after Sens Leafs. I'm in the TSN studios, the heart of enemy territory. Absolutely. Pilsy, you were on Fan 590 today. So just dominating the airwaves in Toronto. But it's awesome. We're going to wake up in the morning. If you're listening to this, I'm, I'm putting it out in the morning. So you have another Sens game day to look forward to. How will Ottawa earn their first win against Vancouver this season? Well, I think a big thing is that first stint, I always say it, that was a different Ottawa Senators team. Like, I really think they're going to have a much better effort up against the Vancouver Canucks. And, yeah, the Canucks have been struggling lately. Although Thatcher Demko, he's really picked it up. Like, he's had a couple stretches of really nice play. And he's starting to look like the goaltender they saw and uh, were banking on seeing again in the playoffs when he was absolutely lights out. So that's going to be tough if Thatcher Demko gets in some games here. But it's going to be interesting, Ross. Where do you go for, speaking of goalies, hashtag goalie-friendly show, if you're the Ottawa Senators tomorrow, you go back to Joey on a back-to-back? Yeah, I do. No question. DJ asked. Smith did say he'd ride the hot hand. No yeah. one's hotter than Joey. And he's earned it, right? How do you no. take him out at this point? You're going to say he's fatigued? No chance. He's going to be riding such an emotional high. I think he's going to take it right into tonight's game. Yeah, and I mean, getting to stay at both games at home, so no travel, nothing like that. That helps. And after the confidence of your first NHL win, why not? And, I mean, Mando, he, I think he's only played one game in Belleville. Even, he so he is as rusty as it gets. He's been, a, he's been the leader of the taxi squad there, president of Uber. But 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what their decision is between the pipes, but I am with you. I think you got to give it to Dak. If, if Murray isn't able to go because, you know, maybe he just tweets something and after a little bit of time off, uh, a little massage or something like that, he can get going. But that's not a good sign if you're looking at Matt Murray's injury history and seeing him tweak or pull or whatever happened in warm-ups. Make sure you check in with us on our social medias at LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. At SendCentral on Twitter, we'll be sure to retweet the absolute quickest update we can when it comes to Matt Murray's health and who will be in between the pipes for tonight's game against the Vancouver Canucks. All three of the games, by the way, in Vancouver. So it'll be their first chance on home ice against these Canucks. I'm obviously going to be locked into who's between the pipes, but I'm also going to wonder how Brady Kachuk comes back against Vancouver. Because you know he takes things personally, especially losses, as he should. Just the type of leader he is. He knows they haven't won against this team yet this year. And I think he's going to go above and beyond to make sure that that trend does not continue going into tonight's game. So, Brady Kachuk is my locked-on player. What about you, Pilsy? Well, I'm going to quickly transition to my lookout player because it's directly tied to Brady Kachuk. Do you remember how the last game ended between Ottawa and Vancouver? No. It ended with, with Brady Kachuk skating past the Vancouver Canucks bench and pointing at Jay Beagle. And I forget what he said, but it was something along the lines like, I'm going to get you or something. But there was a clear message. There was no confusion that Brady Kachuk was really unhappy with Jay Beagle. So my lookout player is going to be Jay Beagle. Keep your head up out there. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say for sure. And now for my locked on player, look out. Drake Batherson has started another scoring streak, I'm sure. If this guy gets hot again, put the league back on notice. These Sens young guns are back on fire. And if he can get anything close to the six-game goal streak he had going before, it's going to be a nice streak, especially with the Sens at home up against an opponent that really, realistically, they should be able to beat, seeing as they're beating teams like the Leafs, like the Flames, like the Habs. The Canucks are an opponent you definitely got to be looking at and thinking we can win this game. So now there is... 25 games left in the NHL season. Both Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson have 11 goals. Who finishes the year with more? This is tough, and this was a Pilsy's poll of the day. Actually, speaking of that, Evgeny Dadanov was part of that poll, and I think he only finished with 3.9% of the votes. Could you imagine? Consistency isn't there. Yeah, but I'm like, if could you imagine if we put this poll at the start of the season? I don't think Evgeny Dadanov would only finish with less than. 4% confidence that he would lead the team in goals. I'm going to go with Brady here. Yeah. Because it's when you lead, when you lead the entire league in shots, Ross, that's a pretty good chance that you're going to score a lot of goals. And this is the crazy thing. The senators are actually, I think top 10 in shots for per game. And obviously you think when you have a guy that leads the league in shots, you're going to have that Brady Kachuk with 132 shots Next closest guy is Drake Batherson with 69. So almost half wow. the shots that Brady Kachuk has. That, like, that blew my mind that no one was even close to him on this team. Some of these guys are going to have to get some pucks on that because it can't all be Brady. I wish I could argue with you, but I won't. I'll give a different perspective, though. Where does Brady Kachuk stand the entire time they're in the offensive zone? Right in front of the net. And that's where the most goals are scored. He scores greasy goals. He scores nice goals occasionally. Whereas I think Batherson, he's a little more streaky. I think they're going to be neck and neck all year, but I'm going to give the edge to Brady as well. So Ottawa with a chance to go above 500 at home. 
that's not insignificant by any means. Big game ahead for the Ottawa Senators. couple closing notes before we go. We mentioned Ridley Gregg had a tough hit in his opening game against uh, Moose Jaw. He's playing with the Brandon Wheat Kings. He's been suspended for three games. He's already served game one of that. It was Saturday, but that was a greasy hit. We hadn't seen it uh, initially, and then it came out. It was a two-hand cross check right to the back in a very dangerous area. So three games, you might think it's light, but it's only a 24-game season. So that's nearly 13% of his year right down the drain. So tough start to Ridley Gregg season, but we're sure he'll bounce back. We also have a semifinal in the NCHC frozen faceoff. It'll be Denver, North Dakota. It's going to be a great matchup Monday night. We'll be live tweeting that. The note accent. Still no update though, Pilsy, on JBD. Yeah, that's tough to no update on JBD because he had a golden assist in their last game and was one of the standouts for sure. But I think this is a blessing for UND that they're up against Denver because this is a short crew in Denver. And they it went down to the wire, that game with Omaha. So they're going to be tired. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But I really think UND has a good chance. But if no JBD uh, for Nodak, that changes things for sure. Definitely. One nice comment was made from Miami's head coach, the team that lost 6-2 to North Dakota. They said versus what they saw earlier in the year, that Jake Sanderson impressed like crazy. He said he was dominant out there. So that's what you love to hear if you're a Sens fan. Luke Lowheights, Minnesota Duluth also won in overtime. They'll be in the semifinals. I, I tweeted quickly that because Omaha lost, Tyconic season was over. That's not the case. They may still qualify for the NCAA tournament. We are unsure about that. Otherwise, maybe could he sign in Belleville? Who knows? But Belleville Pilsy is also back in action on Monday night. Yeah, and a weird start time. 5 p.m. start time up against the Laval Rocket I think they got to start a streak here they got to get something going build some momentum here it's going to be tough with with the way they started off against Laval Rocket we all know how that started but uh, hopefully we can get a nice win for Belleville at five o'clock then when the Sens play they can build off that oh man well the Sens already starting to build with a win against the Toronto Maple Leafs tell your Leaf fan friends that they only have four wins in their last 13 trips to the Canadian Tire Center. They don't play until Friday. So they have to sit on this loss for five days. They also only have one win in their last six games. Just a little ammo if you want to twist the knife in your buddy because, uh, yeah, the Leafs have been very quick to gloat when they get a few wins this season, but not the case against these pesky sickos from Ottawa. For Brandon Piller and myself, Ross Levitan, we'll be back on Tuesday to break down the game for you. But until then, we say goodbye. Follow us on Twitter at Send Central as well. It's a Locked On Senators podcast where we have your team every day.